Have you ever, have you ever thought about why we do what we do, Ron? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now? All the time? <laughs> it's all I think about, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's what keeps me going. It's what, it's what wakes me up at, I, honestly, it's been what's waking me up at, if I wake up like with, within 45 minutes of the time my alarm goes off to go to the bathroom, why we do what we do has been keeping me awake. I'll try to lay back down and I just, the, the engine has already started. I've, I've had some, I've had some like 2 a.m. starts, some 3 a.m. starts in the last 10 days. Like, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's such a, it's a strange um, occurrence, the, that drive. And, you know, we've had a lot of passion for sure for the last few years in one direction and the band shut the fuck up ron <laughs> you're clouding my thoughts just trying to have a little fun here we have we've, we've had a lot of drive in one direction what would you call that what what is that direction oh, i'm not sure but what i'm what i'm getting at is that you know we've had that we've had the drive we had we've had the passion and something seems different uh recently where like you had described like you'll you'll wake up before your alarm even if it's two three in the morning and and just feel this urge right you know just start doing shit like yeah i'll go do the laundry prep food like i'll read write is that new is this a new new thing for you the not you mean the, like the 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 inability to fall back asleep well that and the motivation to hey i'm up let me work no that's not new no it's just um it's on a level it's on a new level for sure there were days where there were plenty of days where I could shut it off. Now, now I kind of actually like, I'm happy when it happens. I made it to my alarm this morning, which was surprising. Hmm. Um, yesterday, I, yesterday was a 3am start and I was, I was pumped. I'm like, yeah, I've got more time to do the things, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> like it's absolutely crazy. Cause I know I need to sleep. <laughs> That's funny. Lately, I've been uh, setting this goal in my, I have like uh, this little task organizer book that I got, which is very vague and broad. There's no like times or anything. It's just get stuff done. And, and what I write at the top every day, like under important notes, it just says accomplish as many things as possible. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> But I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll wake up. No, no fucking specific tasks. Just accomplish as much shit as possible. Well, no, there's actual tasks here. Oh, okay. You know, it's just organized um, a way that my brain can kind of comprehend it and not get overwhelmed. So 
so I'll get up in the morning and I, I dude, I've been getting up before 4 a.m. most days, which surprisingly, I, I like the, oh man, that time in the morning mm-hmm. before like Val's still asleep. I don't have to be at work yet. Um, I'm getting ready and I can take my time and I just, I'll just sit here and I'll, I'll read, I'll write down some stuff in my notebook. I'll take, I'll write in my journal. I'll make some coffee. I'll, I'll eat sometimes and and I'm really like even getting home like I got home the other day and surprised myself because it was late at night and I just started doing dishes and and I've I just walked in put my bag down and went to the sink and I didn't even I don't know why that happened it was it was a strange thing that I in the past and I mean like a month ago wouldn't have done and no. yet I feel, I feel, it feels different now. Something feels, uh, it feels like everything is in line and there's a purpose and, and, um, um, I feel accomplished at, when I, when I get things done. Dude, I hear that. Um, I, I, I mean like my go-to, my go-to when I'm in a, when I'm in a shitty mood is to just like look around and look for things that need to be cleaned. Hmm. Like there've been countless number of times that right after an argument with my wife, that the room, the bedroom gets vacuumed because I can, because, because I can see in the carpet that I ran the vacuum and it's like, it's like that. Hmm. I know what you mean. It's satisfying. Uh, Yes. It's that, it's like, uh, it's like when you mow the grass, you can just see that task is completed immediately. And, And like, and I mean, I can't wait. I am so excited for the day that I start reading about psychology. I have a lot of things that I want to read first. I really want to dive into psychology once, um, once I get a lot of things off my plate. And I'm so excited to see why the human brain uh, is calmed down by instant gratification. You know, like I am pumped after I'm pumped at the end of the day when, when, when I have the opportunity to close the gym and the floor is all wet after mm. I mopped it. Um, I'm pumped when I mow the grass and I can see it's cut. I'm pumped when I can see those lines in the carpet after I just ran the vacuum cleaner and I know it's clean. That, that those things calm me down. They level me out. And, and I, know I'm not, I know I'm not alone on that. Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a science to that. And uh, I can recommend some things for you to read. Not, not right now, please. No, no, <laughs> of course not. The, where it comes from, though, is straight up. It comes from, from dopamine. Instant gratification gives you that dope, dopamine drip. And, and since where you're at, you know, with your diet right now, you've cut out a lot of things that, that kind of provide that, sugars and things like that are loaded with dopamine because it's addicting. People want it. It's that instant gratification. That's why, so, we, can, it's, that's why we can mindlessly scroll on yeah. Instagram. Um, it's, it's not fresh in the top of my head. I know, I know what dopamine is in a sense, but do you have like a technical definition that you know off the top of your head? So it's a, there's I can, the- I can look the, it up real quick. There's the feel good hormones, right? Okay. 
that's what essentially what it is. You know, you've heard of things like oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine is one of them, right? Dopamine is, it's, it comes, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a, an expert in this. I just read about it recently, but essentially when you, when you do something that feels good, your body releases serotonin or not serotonin, um, dopamine. It's like, and I'm, I'll get vulgar. Like you have an orgasm and the, the hormone that gets released is dopamine. You just want to chill. You just want to relax. You feel like, ah, sigh of relief. Like I used to smoke cigarettes and that, you know, first one in the morning is just like, ah, and you're like, okay, now I'm ready for the day. And it's different now, you know, um, with when you cut things out that provide that artificially sugars, um, nicotine, things like that, your body's going to crave it elsewhere. Right. And I'm, I mean, maybe that's, that explains my sudden love for cleaning and doing tasks. Like I'm, uh, I'm missing sugar in my diet. So I'm now I'm replacing it with accomplishment with, um, with actually getting things done. The, the, the bad side of it, like you said, yeah, we can mindlessly scroll and Hey, you got a like on Instagram, right? Boom, instant drip. And people are addicted to it. It's, it's an addicting, um, it's an addicting feeling and the body craves it so that, so you keep looking for it. You, you search for it in all kinds of places and you'll gravitate to the places where you naturally get it or where you find it normally. There's a, I'll recommend a book for our listeners. It's called the hacking of the American mind. Um, all about um, the sugar takeover of the world and how um, things like social media, things like, sh- like um, sugars in our drinks and our foods and artificial things have really taken over our lives be- and replaced natural sensation, like enjoying yourself for real and going outside and things like that. Now people are stuck looking for the same things. They're just getting it artificially. Not only are they stuck, but they're so scared to actually like go and do things that would naturally give them those feelings. Right. They're so worried about getting hurt or so worried about whatever potentially could go wrong. Or not getting what they're looking for. Right. Right. Imagine like getting promised a whole bunch of things. And then in the end, you're, you don't get it. You get the opposite. So that's where the fear lies. And it takes knowing what's important to you to make those decisions because it's not a rational decision. You don't get to make it consciously. It's, mm-hmm. it's unconscious. Your, your emotions take charge. So there's, you know, dive into psychology. You'll understand this stuff, yeah. but it's, it's, um it's really cool. And, and, awesome that we started the conversation with this because the more in tune you are with your purpose and your why the the easier it is to to let go of that instant gratification so what you're saying is self-awareness is important oh self-awareness is always important there's (laughs) there's a lot of reasons for it when you consciously accept who you are what you're made of, what your purpose is in life, your subconscious will follow. But it has to be done in repetition. It has to be done in um, coordination with your beliefs, with your values. 
the stars have to fucking align, man. And, and that's, what's really cool. Like, um, the discussions we've been having lately about why about purpose, it leads us, you know, in the right direction, but we've, we were only able to get there because of the, the trials and the, the obstacles that we've encountered, the, the, the stress from, from falling flat on our faces, countless times. Yeah. <laughs> Setbacks that we overcame and life, decided against life experiences teach us the most valuable lessons. If you are self-aware. Yeah. And willing to accept it. And, and it just comes back to making sure that you have a strong enough purpose to get after it again, after setback has occurred. Why is it important to know your why? Oh man. Why is it important to know your why? Well, I mean, are you, are you really living for anything if there's not a reason to do it? Like, why get up in the morning and go to work? Why continue to treat your spouse caringly? Why, why continue to try and form new relationships? You know, it's so easy to have the what conversation so easy to talk about the things that you want to accomplish. It's so easy to talk about the things that you're about to do. And, and, and honestly, nobody's even asking, why are you doing that? And I think, I think it's important to, I feel it's important that you know your why because so many other people don't. What does that change? Ambition. It makes you more ambitious? 100%. What does it change for the other person who doesn't know? Um, that's on them. Hmm. That's, that's their responsibility. It changes. I mean, it, for them, it could put them in a depressed state, uh, especially, when, especially when things go wrong. Um, this this topic this topic's been burning in my head for a little bit is how many humans on this earth are in situations careers relationships uh playing sports um still performing some kind of art that they don't even give a fuck about anymore mm. and the only reason that they're holding on to it is because they don't want to let anyone else down you know, uh, if that is their why, and so maybe they do have a why and that's it. Right. And. Well, that's a question I was actually going to ask is like the, the people who are stuck or, you know, let's say you you made some mistakes. Right. And I don't know, for example, got out of high school, got a chick pregnant, had to get a job you hated. Right. This happens it does. a lot. It happens a lot. I have, I, you know, I have friends who had kids in college and they were not ready to have kids. Yeah. You too, man. And it's not like, okay, that may, he's not mature enough, whatever, but you didn't get to learn anything about yourself. And now you're a fucking zombie. 
and you're doing things for the sake of caring for your kids. If you're a good person, you're doing these things to um, keep make ends meet. And most of the time you end up with a crappy job that has, that has it's dead end and you're not going to be seeing any happiness or fulfillment. And then you get to the end of your life or the midlife crisis. Right. And that's what causes it. You, you have no idea what your why is when you have spent most of your life wondering what's out there. Just to feel a sense of security. Yeah. Well, don't get me started on security, but (laughs) well, just to feel a sense of fucking relief. Like there's all of a sudden your life just changes, right? You know, if you get, you get into something, you get a little too deep having a kid that's getting in pretty deep. Um, getting into a job that, oh, it pays well if I just show up 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week. I just you have know, to put and, in the and work. Let's, let's, let's time out right there on that. <laughs> How many motherfuckers are getting paid amazing ass money just to show up? Yeah. They go in, they bullshit with Dave in accounting. They walk over to the water cooler and they don't do a goddamn thing for eight hours a day. <laughs> oh, they work. <laughs> But it's, it's at this point work that's likely going to be replaced in 10 years with automation and AI. And, and then what? Like, oh shit, life is meaningless. It sure is. And I'm not, I'm not talking poorly about people who are in those jobs. And, you know, maybe you went to school cause you're in a, you went for accounting, but you end up at a place that has no culture that has no purpose, you know, we talk a lot about vision in business and the need for it. And there's businesses that don't have a vision. They just have uh, a, they just have like an existence and a function. They're like cogs in a machine. And if they didn't function, then the rest of the, the, the machine wouldn't function. And, and they're only lasting as long as the product that they create is needed. And should shit hit the right. fan, they're gonna have zero inability. They're gonna have zero ability to adapt. Right. That's what's cool about you know. You look at companies like you know. Let's take Amazon for example, <clears throat> which in in the future it's gonna be like Amazon and Tesla just owning the earth. And why? Because that someone wanted to sell books online in the '90s and then saw that the, the market was changing, that people weren't reading books as much. They wanted digital stuff. They wanted other things. They could ship well. So be the, their purpose, their why Amazon was not to sell books, but to give people convenience, give them what they needed conveniently as fast as possible. And they're going to do that forever. They're going to be around for hundreds of years. That's the difference between someone who just kind of fades away and burns out and businesses like that, or people like that. And, and the people who understand their why really get, they get far, they get places, they get where they want to go. And there's, there's going to be some, some growth over time. Open-mindedness too. Where does it come from though? Where does the why, where does that discovery, when does the discovery happen? When all of a sudden you realize this is what I'm meant to do and I will do whatever it takes. I think it happens different times. 
for different people. For different times for different people. And and even there's gonna be different whys throughout the points of our lives. You know, like whatever the why was, right? So I I just sat down with my grandmother Saturday morning for about an hour and and uh we were talking about what life was like before my great grandfather passed away. And up until the point that my great grandfather passed away, man, I was like a straight A student. I loved school. Um, and, and then right after that, I just, I relatively gave up. I, so obviously I had a, I had a stronger why for a certain thing before that traumatic event happened in my life. And then, and then my why shifted. I, you know, um, after that, when, when I said to hell with school, I just want to have a good time. The only thing that I wanted to do was ride my BMX bike. And my why then was just that I didn't want to take things so seriously. And I just wanted to have fun and fast forward, you know, been through different parts of your life that, uh, you know, why did I decide to become a pothead at 18 and 19 years old and dabble in other drugs? What was my why there? Escape. That was my why, you know, there's, there's a why for everything. There's a reason why we do everything that we do. And I think what we're really trying to get at is uh, that was awkward. Mm -hmm. What we're really trying to get at here is there's a, there's a solid group of human beings in existence that have done some amazing things and they were all driven by a bigger purpose. And that purpose was, was the overall, it wasn't individual. They had a reason that would outlast them. They, they wanted to do something that was literally going to change the world. And let's now let's, let's uh, unpack that for a second. Um, changing the world doesn't have to be done on a grand scale. All right. Changing, changing the world just means that in a positive, well, I mean, it could be a positive or a negative manner is that if you, if you do something that will have a permanent effect or, or a long lasting effect, I guess it doesn't necessarily need to be permanent, but a long lasting effect that will go, that will go beyond your time here on this earth, you are changing the world. And, you know, and before we got on the call, you had referenced the fact that I'm reading Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And, and he references uh, the Wright brothers. He references Martin Luther King. He, he references Steve Jobs a lot. And all of them have since gone. Yet all of them have done something incredible that are still left here. It's, it's, their, um, it's, their, uh, it's their legacy, right? And, and what we're trying to, what you and I have really been working on uh, since the start, since the evolution of, of this show, even when, you know, we had a different name was really creating a legacy and, and 
let's talk about how easy it is to leave a legacy now. You literally can get on your phone, record a 30 second video, upload it to YouTube, and you have now left a legacy. Unless, unless the internet somehow magically dies, it's super simple to leave a legacy now. And what, what we've been working so hard for is to leave a legacy that has a positive effect on the human race. We've found ways to overcome and adapt to situations that normally would completely shut someone down. And we're trying to, we are getting those ways out into the universe, out into the information. And, and yes, are other people telling the same stories that we are? Yes. There's always going to be though, somebody you've never heard of. And that person's going to have a fan base that's in the thousands and millions. So the more people that are telling the same story of the development of accepting responsibility, doing hard things, which we're going to have an awesome conversation with a friend about soon, integrity, practicing what you preach, eating healthy, working out. So these are all things that our race once had uh, no choice because there was no unhealthy food to be found. They had to go and hunt for their food. So, so they were working out without actually intention, intending to work out. Like they were out in the woods, spending time in the woods, which has, which has proven health benefits because that's what they had to do. So now society being consumed by convenience has folded from those things that are good for us. They've strayed from those things that are good for us. And there's so many people looking for it. And the answers are so simple. And that's, and that's, and that's what we're trying. That's what we are sharing. I got to get rid of that word trying. That's what we are sharing when we do this show. And the reason why we are sharing that is because we believe we can change the world. We can have a positive effect on the world. We can change the world in a good way. Was that too much? Did I go off? No, I love what you said about leaving a legacy. And I want to back up to that for a second. You know, I believe you said we're going to leave a legacy anyway. Anyway. Right? We're going to leave a legacy. We're going to pass the time. We might as well do it with purpose. And, and more importantly. Oh, dude. <laughs> we are going to pass the time. We might as well do it with purpose. Ooh, you're going to put that one on a, on a little picture and, uh, <laughs> I will No, but the, the point I'm getting at. So like, you know, we leave a legacy anyway and I see, Oh my God, you scroll through Instagram and you see so many dumbass videos and people just talking about nonsense that one it's, it's small, it's small stuff. It's so like irrelevant to the rest of the world. Sometimes like, yeah, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you angry or whatever. 
but we're trying to leave a positive legacy here, right? So when you leave your legacy, the more importance it has to other people, the more of a positive effect it will, it could potentially have. And I mean, it's got to be just way, way bigger than you. Like there's people out there trying to do things for them. And, and I learned recently that, you know, a lot of the, the stuff we practice and we study is, is um, around coaching is similar to, to leadership techniques and, and leadership uh, skills. And I learned recently that um, people in leadership roles can, can either be manipulating others or they can be leading others. And the difference- Leadership is manipulation though. Right, but hold on. The difference is <laughs> when you manipulate people, you're doing it for you. And when you lead people, you do it for everybody. So when, when what we're trying to do in our why, and you asked me the other day, like why I'm searching for so many things and tools and I'm trying to find, and I'm diving into these different practices. Like I am looking to find the answers so that I can help the most people or make the most impact on one person. And so, I want to, I want to read a story really quick and okay. kind of bounce off. I had, a, I had a question for you there, so, but go ahead, read your story. Ask the question first and then I'll read the story. It might be relevant. So, you, you know, I consider you my best male friend Cute. and, and, and we have a lot of conversations about personal stuff as well as doing stuff on the show. For sure. So, you know, what the, the reason why I said that I feel like you're a little lost is because I feel like you've, you constantly are running yourself into a wall and, and you find yourself being down, ready to throw in the towel. And, and, uh, and I, I, I get worried about you, you know? And, and so, and that's why I said, Hey man, I think you need to work on your why more. So, so those moments stop happening and, and you, and you, uh, and, uh, and, <laughs> and no, I hear what you're saying. Um, the more in tune you are with your why, the easier it is to overcome those moments of feeling run down or like you want to give up the more the closer you are to understanding what it is and and yeah there are there are times where i feel that my why isn't important enough and and bullshit. i should find something else and right bullshit that's just you know moments though it's literally your why a is moment a little blip on the radar of, of time that that's so meaningless. And we look, we look back at these things and wonder why it's, why it's so important at the, in that moment, it's not. And I couldn't, I, I'm in. Couldn't be more wrong, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to be wrong, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I actually feel like, it's been, it's been very apparent what it is that I'm working toward. And I'm, I'm very uh, aware of it, self-aware and where I'm at is like, 
dude, I've been, I've been realizing like we have so much in front of us and so much, uh, there's so much, uh, we have the ability to learn anything and, and do anything. And I am taking every opportunity that I have to, to do that and, and improve my ability to execute on my why, you know what I mean? I do. <laughs> I do know <laughs> what you mean. Isn't that why we're starting a course in 13 days? We are. Yeah. To get better. That's right, to get better. All right, read your story. So, man, what was that? Or is it irrelevant now? No, it's always relevant. It's a great story. Um, I've learned recently that simply storytelling is what makes the connections in our minds, right? We can relate in some way. And we might not be able to relate to this story However, it will give you an idea of what we're talking about and how doing things for others is leadership and doing things for you is manipulation and also how important having a why is to the rest of the world. And it's a silly uh, short story. One day, a man was walking along the beach when he noticed a boy picking something up and gently throwing it into the ocean. The boy, he asked, what are you doing? The boy replied, throwing starfish back into the ocean. The surf is up and the tide hey, Matt, is going out. Matt, Matt, can you just, you kind of cut out there right oh, at the beginning of the story. Damn. So, so can you just start over real quick? I will, Ron. I'll start over. One day, you hear me now? Yeah. A man was walking along the beach when he noticed a boy picking something up and gently throwing it into the ocean. Approaching the boy, he asked, what are you doing? The boy replied, I'm throwing starfish back into the ocean. The surf is up and the tide is going out. If I don't throw them back in, they'll die. Son, the man said, don't you realize there are miles and miles of beach and hundreds, maybe thousands of starfish. You can't make a difference. After listening politely, the boy bent down, picked up another starfish, and threw it back into the surf. Then, smiling at the man, he said, I made a difference for that one. Oh, bro. That's, whew. yeah, that story was definitely relevant. We can unpack it and <clears throat> it makes a good point and answers my question earlier to you about where, why comes from and, and when, you know, when you find it. And, and the truth is it it's, there's always something there. It's innate. It's within, it's born within us. A story about a boy doing things for for someone else just trying to make a difference in the world he is making a difference to somebody and if you ever need a reminder about whether or not your why is important just ask the last person you helped and uh you know talk to your friends get that reminder because you might feel like what you're doing is meaningless or 
not making a difference or like your legacy is being left behind and still it will matter to someone. It will always matter to someone. Man, I just, uh, I, I just tracked two of the things that you said. The first one was the doing things for yourself as manipulation and doing things for others as leadership. Is that an original or did you hear that one before? Oh, that's Jocko. Is that Jocko? That's okay. Jocko Willink. Yeah, man. That was like the, uh, I haven't, you know, I, I've done a little bit of, I've, I've been through a little bit of his stuff Yeah, and, and it's just, it's magical. It, it really changes the way that you think. And, uh, and the second thing that I, I grabbed just now is if you ever need a reminder for why your why is important, ask the last person you helped. Um, I wanted to just repeat that one because I think I think that will help a lot of people, and that is what we're doing. We're helping people. That's why. That's, I mean, that's why I told you that we really need to. You know, that's why I told you that we are going to record once a week, at a specific time. Like, is because we are helping people, and we're doing people a disservice by not recording once a week. You're right. Absolutely. I like when I can help people discover their why. I love that, that moment of realization in people when, when they tell me they've made a decision. It's so simple, dude. And it's good for them. You it's know? so simple to get there as well as like, like you ask them a question and then you say, why? And then, <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. And then, and then they, and then they unpack that and then you're like, okay, why? Yeah. But why? <laughs> and, and you literally only have to go like two or three layers and you're at something super fucking deep. And then all of a sudden they're like, boom, 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 boom. Their head explodes. And now they want to do the thing. And that's so exciting. You know, as coaches, uh, we, we have some influences. Is- we have some influences as coaches that you know, some common, you and I have some very common influences as coaches. And one of those influences constantly is driving at us that the, the fitness coach is the healthcare provider of the future. And, and it's way deeper than exercise. It's, it's way deeper than physical fitness. This is the, what we are doing is mental fitness. Mm-hmm. And, and once, once a really strong mental fitness practice is discovered and put into play, so many people will solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And they can solve their own problems. It's super simple. All you've got to do is educate yourself. It's, it's right there, especially now it's right there. Mm-hmm. I think that's what hurts me a lot is you hear people talk about these bad things that are happening to them, quote unquote. Uh, and I'm like, you know, you can just type into Google how to get out of this. And the information is right there for free. And they're just unwilling to do the work. Because unwilling or unaware of the simplicity they're 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 I, you i let me finish so they're unwilling 
to do the work and right on unaware of the simplicity because they think it's going to be extremely difficult. And sometimes it might be, that's okay. And they don't have a strong enough reason why, or they haven't actually gotten themselves to a point of vulnerability where they look themselves in the mirror and say, oh yeah, I did that crappy thing or that crappy thing happened in my life and I've been holding on to it for way too fucking long. And all I need to do is say, oh yeah, bad shit happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. And if they can let it go, so can I. Somebody somewhere on this planet has the same problem that you have and they have overcome it. I like that you brought up fitness for a second. Um, I want to just back up to that if I can. Don't we always bring up fitness? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. Um, uh, uh, I'm looking at the dates like uh, almost a year ago now. I wrote, a, wrote an email out to members of my gym. And uh, it was like a newsletter. And I included some you know, just some thoughts, my, uh, you know, our vision, for the gym for the business at the time, um, some lifestyle things, some mindset tips and that. And I started just writing down, you know, how, how I'd like to define things um, that are common, you know, common words that we use all the time, common language and fitness is one of them. Like we, we use the word fitness all the time we use multiple definitions of it, right? We know the, we know the CrossFit definition of fitness. Um, I changed it a little bit. I changed uh, the definition of fitness to, to suit the, the current um, life that we live and, and the, the future really. And it's in short, it can be described as many things. Most importantly, our ability to, to survive stress and external pressures on our mind and body. Notice I said mine first, though. The more you challenge your fitness, the more resilient you become. And this applies both physically and mentally. So the more you expose yourself to hard things, the more resilient you become physically and mentally. And mental resilience allows you to a lot of opportunity, opportunity to succeed and accomplish anything. And what's more valuable than that? Can you reread that first little <clears throat> bit? Yeah. Read it slower, please. I read fast. It can be described as many things, yet most importantly, our ability to survive the external stress and pressures on our mind and body. You know, I, I am relatively easily influenced. Yeah. And, and uh, sometimes my bullshit detector gets broken. Okay. What I, and I will say that there is no bullshit to that statement, though. <laughs> like that's definitely an accurate statement you know like crossfit defined fitness greg glassman's definition of fitness was written probably in the 70s you know before the internet crossfit like people a lot of people don't even know that crossfit had been around a lot longer than 2001 the, the methodology was formed way before that the internet is just what blew it up. So when we look at, you know, increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains, that's an awesome thing to talk about. But 
the mind is left out. So, well, sort of, sort of, because I don't know if you, you just I don't know that one of those motor, one of the domains. Well, yeah. Well, one of the, well, that's one of the domains. I think it's omitted without um, really paying any attention to it, but he does. Glassman does say that the greatest adaptation happens between the ears, blah, blah, blah. Right. You're, you're doing that. So, um, it's true. I was getting ready to say it too. It's we fine. just have yet to find a practical application for it in the gym setting until now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's, the way we shape our language and our words and that we use the way we interact with people, the relationships we build, those have the practical implications that push people toward a more resilient mind and body. And that's what we're here for. Resilient is such an awesome word. I love it. I love it. Perseverance, resilience, all these things are great. And you know, we, we haven't had the chance to talk about our, our whole rebrand, the mind, heart, muscle concept. One, I love the badass. I mean, you really didn't even logo, but you, really, you didn't even really tell me about it. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and I was like, I was like, yo, I like that. <laughs> well, it, in, it encompasses all of the things we work for. We work toward, you know, yeah, and and they're all one in the same too. They they have correlations, and everything we're doing is is going to improve them across the board. I think we're doing a fucking great job too. For sure. Do you think this conversation's like at a close? Because I just thought of something that I want to add. I think conversations end when they're over, Ron. <laughs> so in the scheme of wanting to help people, uh, and if you've been following along, you know that Matt and I are participating in a challenge called the 75 Hard Challenge, and I'm going to take a little nugget from the founder of that challenges podcast and say the cost of this show is free. And if you want to do anything to pay for it and you believe that you have gotten some help from the conversations that we have been having, uh, we ask you to pay for it by sharing it with a friend, sharing it with someone you care about, someone that potentially needs the help discovering their why because we're looking to help as many people as we can.